Edith and Lucy. And Stan, are you back there? I think Hannah's out here somewhere. A long time ago, well, maybe not that long for you, but it feels like a long time ago for me, I was the children's minister here. And one of my very, very favorite things to do when I was the children's minister here was to sit up here on these stairs and to talk to the children of this congregation about the love of God. Hi. Thanks for coming up. Hi, Hannah. That's a nice raincoat. It is a privilege and a joy to have kids here among us. No matter how many of them there are, this morning I wasn't sure if we'd have any, so you were going to be the kids. Um, But we're so fortunate to have all of these kids here with us this morning. Now, in our passage this morning, we heard the word welcome a whole bunch of times. Good morning. We heard the word welcome over and over and over again, and then we heard about the word refresh. We heard a little bit about refreshing, about giving a cup of cold water. Now, I think we should start with popsicles, don't you? I was looking for the popsicles, you know the ones I mean, where you they were two in one, and you had to take the popsicles, and what did you do? Break them, right? Um, Troy went to the store to get some for me, and they didn't even know what I was talking, or what he was talking about. What is wrong with our world that we don't have those shareable popsicles? Does it mean we don't need to share anymore? I don't think so. Um, So we don't have breakable popsicles, but we do have quite a few. And I wondered if any of you would be willing to take some of them and share them with the adults. What do you think? Anybody want to do some sharing this morning? Oh, and here we go. Oh, there might be two in each package. Hannah, can you pull one out there? Oh, see, there's two in each package. So we can share. What a delightful surprise. Do you guys want to pick one to share? You guys want one? Okay, now Owen, are you going to go share them around with all the adults for me? Nice. It's kind of heavy. In this scripture passage this morning, we hear the word welcome over and over and over again. Now, when you came in today, you met with our lovely greeters, Gwen and Warren. Did you notice what they had on their shirts? They're going to stand up and show you what they had on their shirts. Can you see? Can you see what their buttons say? What does it say? Welcome, right? It says welcome. What does it mean to be welcomed? Thank you. You may sit down. You're lovely models. Sammy also has a welcome button. You can look at it when you see him at the back. What does it mean to be welcomed? What do you think? What does it mean to be welcomed? What does it mean to welcome someone into your home? Have you ever gone to someone's door? No takers? Well, just a few. We'll go around this way, maybe. What does it mean to be welcomed into someone's home? Have you ever seen a welcome mat? A mat when you walk to someone's home and it says welcome? We need some help from the adults in in the crowd. What does it mean to be welcomed? To be included. To be welcomed is to be included. Yes, what else does it mean to be welcomed? Say again. Greeted warmly. What do we do to welcome someone? If I say welcome, what what do I do? Maybe I put my hand out and I shake your hand and I say, welcome. And what else do I say when I, when I welcome you? 
come in, come into my space. You belong here. When I welcome someone into my home, what do I usually do? I usually give them something to eat, don't I? I welcome them in. I welcome you in. And I give you something to eat. I tell you that you belong. Yeah. When I welcome Joyce, I look at Joyce and I say welcome and I would give Joyce a hug and I would welcome Joyce. This morning in our passage, it says... It's just left my mind completely what the passage says. (laughs) I need a popsicle. Um, We welcome... So Jesus is sending his disciples out. I'm I'm with you again. It's okay. It's early. Uh, Jesus is sending his disciples out to go and spread his message of love into the world. And he says, those who welcome you also are welcoming me. It made me wonder a lot about welcome and what it means. It also made me wonder what it feels to be welcomed. But then it made me wonder, what does it mean for us to welcome Jesus? What does it mean for us to welcome Jesus into our lives, into our circles, into our homes? What does it mean to welcome someone into our country? What does it mean to welcome someone into our hearts? These disciples were going out, and the, and the beginning of that passage in Matthew tells us about all of the perils that they were going to face, all the trouble that they were going to see, and it said, sometimes you won't be welcomed. But when you're welcomed, it means they're also welcoming me, and they're welcoming the one who sent me. If we're welcoming someone, it means they're probably not on the inside, right? They're on the outside, and they're going to come in. When we talk about people who are on the outside, often we use a word that's a kind of a big word. It's called marginalized. You ever be, are you ever on the outside? Maybe you're playing a game in recess and everybody else is playing and you're on the outside. Maybe you didn't get chosen yet. Maybe you're just a little scared. It happens when we're grown-ups too. There are people who are marginalized. When we're talking about welcoming people, we often want to talk about people who are marginalized because we want to remember that the message of Jesus is for who? Just us. Is the message of Jesus just for the people who are getting it all right in life, whatever that's supposed to mean? No. The message of Jesus' love is for everybody. In my life, I work with people every day who are marginalized. They are pushed way out to the edges, and the doors are locked behind them. So I ask myself the question every day, what does it mean to welcome the marginalized? What does it mean to remember those who have been pushed out of society who are not in the circle? And I wonder, where are the marginalized in your life? Where are the marginalized at school, at your workplace, in your own family, in your own neighborhood, in your own church? Who are the marginalized? And how can we as followers of Jesus, people who want to be living the message of Jesus in this world, how do we welcome in the marginalized? The first passage that we read this morning, it said, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? And I want us to think about that as the voice of the marginalized, the voice of those pushed out to the edges. And I want to suggest this morning that maybe... The way we welcome Jesus is by welcoming those people who are pushed so far out and crying, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? 
Because that's the way God works in the world, isn't it? We are loved by one another and cared for and embraced and welcomed. And in doing so, we get to be bringing Jesus to other people. But do you know what the most amazing thing is? When we welcome the marginalized, we are welcoming Jesus. When we work with people who the world has forgotten, when we smile and, like Joyce says, look someone in the eye and say, Benjamin, welcome. I am happy to see you. Uh, I don't want to say everyone's name. That doesn't work. When we look at people in the eye and welcome them, we're able to push the margins away. One of my very favorite writers and chaplains in the world is a guy named Father Greg, and he says, we go to the margins so that soon there will be no margins at all. This is the work of Jesus in the world. This is the work of the disciples going out into the world to tell the story of Jesus. We go to the margins so there is no longer an in and an out. Everyone gets to be in. Everyone gets to be embraced and welcomed. Now, this isn't always so easy, is it? There are times when we want to just turtle up and stay in our safe little places where we know everyone and everyone knows us and we don't have to be out there in that risky world. And that's good to do sometimes, isn't it? To stay safe. But we stay safe in those places so that we can then go out and throw our arms and our hearts wide open to people who are forgotten in the world. We welcome others. We are welcomed by God. And in doing so, the margins disappear, and we remember that we are all the same. Uh, Mother Teresa, a lady from, who's not alive anymore, she said, if we have no hope, it is because we've forgotten that we belong to each other. I love that. I have that up in my office. And I remind the people I work with every day that there is no such thing as someone more valuable than them. I say to them every day, you know, you will never sit across the table from someone who is more valuable than you. You are as valuable as anyone in the world. I don't care what you've done or who you are, if you think you're too tall or short or not smart enough or too smart, whatever it is, all of us are equal. Sometimes we talk about a ladder where we put people on a ladder and I ask the people I work with, you know, who's at the top of the ladder of of goodness, of value? Sometimes they have people, once I had someone tell me Cardi B was at the top of the ladder. If you know who Cardi B is, you would find that quite funny. Um, They have all kinds of hierarchies of putting people's value on this ladder. And I propose to them that there is no ladder at all because it doesn't work that way. Every single one of us is equally, beautifully valuable. Isn't that a great thought? So anyone you meet whether it be someone up here with a robe, whether it be someone standing and welcoming you, if it's someone that's on the street and doesn't have a place to to live, or some government official, no matter who you are, we are all equally valuable. I call that the irrevocable value of every human being. And it's, for me, one of the things that drives my whole life. We are all valuable. So as we go into this week, I want us to think about welcome. I want us to think about being a welcome, about receiving a welcome, and about finding a way to be the welcome of Christ to other people. Remember, when you welcome someone else, you are meeting Jesus within them. It's the great privilege in Matthew, um, later on in the book of Matthew, which is the book we're reading the story in today, um, 
Jesus talks about, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. And I used to think that that meant, if I do these good things, that I'm doing them for Jesus, and it's a little check mark for me. But I don't think that's what it means. I think when it says, whatever you do for the least of these, it means when you do some kindness for other people, you get to meet Jesus within them. I think that's pretty, just spectacular, that we get to meet Jesus in one another. May you go into this week remembering that you are welcomed by Jesus and that you can be the welcome of Jesus to other people. Thanks be to God.